You're listening to The Whole Church Podcast. Our efforts to educate and unite the church are made possible thanks to our sponsors on Captivate and on Patreon. You can get bonus content of our show on either of those platforms or on Apple Podcasts with a private subscription to the Amazal Ministries Podcast Network. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 22-26 through 26 in the Christian Standard Bible. Flee from youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart, but reject foolishness and ignorant disputes, because you know that they breed quarrels. The Lord's servant must not quarrel, but must be gentle to everyone, able to teach and patient, instructing his opponents with gentleness. Perhaps God will grant them repentance, leading them to the knowledge of the truth. Then they may come to their senses and escape the trap of the devil, who has taken them captive to do his will. In this section of scripture, the writer just finished explaining the importance of avoiding fights about words and to prioritize instead the message that Jesus died for our sins and rose again. After condemning a group of people for preaching a false message about the resurrection, the author writes the above scripture. In context of all this, TJ, how does this section of scripture teach us to disagree better? Well, I think it it speaks to what happens a lot of times nowadays, which is when you are you know, in an argument or a debate with someone, it it's really easy for it to boil down into, I don't like the language you use to make your point, which mm-hmm. is wild that 2,000 years ago, they were like, hey, that's not productive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we put a lot of labels and things on things that now words just mean completely different things with different connotations. And Yeah. 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 Empty words. The yeah. Bible says it's a big phrase. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, welcome to the Whole Church Podcast. We're starting a new series, the Controversial Unity Series. Perhaps a series with your favorite intro music we've done. I actually think this might be the coolest intro music we've done. Maybe not my favorite, but it does sound cooler than others. Um, and of course, we, we have to bring the heat because uh, we have the man with the hottest mic, uh, the man who whose words themselves turn items to gold, TJ, Tiberius Juan Blackwell, my co-host. How's it going? Welcome to your hey, show. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's getting a lot more expensive to do the show. Uh, every time I talk into a mic, it turns into gold, and I have to find somebody <laughs> who's willing to buy that to get a new mic. Yeah, yeah. So if you, if you go to Spartanburg, the pawn shop is just filled with golden mics. Yeah. Yeah. Touched by they it, do not truly. move those things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, once they're solid gold, you're really not that useful. Nope. Yeah. Anyway, today we're gonna go over what all topics we're gonna be talking about. That uh, controversial topics for this controversial series. We're gonna go through some of uh, the segments we're gonna be doing with everybody. Uh, just kind of have some fun, be a little bit more laid back, and um hopefully prepare you guys and explain why we're doing this. You know, it's a unity podcast. Why are we going into controversies? Well, because we've been here four years. We're now willing to take the challenge of unity in the midst of controversy. We've been doing that the whole time. But, you know, now we're doing a series specifically targeting that to make it even harder on ourselves for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Did I ever mention I'm Joshua Knoll? You I are am. Joshua Knoll. Yeah. I don't know if I ever said that. <laughs> Yeah, but I am. Uh, yeah, if you want to hear more of Joshua Knoll or his <laughs> friends, uh, check out Amazon Ministries Podcast Network website. We have the link is below. Shows like ours, people we know, people we don't know. Uh, 
shows that we find ourselves in alignment with in one way or another. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, get merch. Get suited up. Yeah. Every, every yeah. day we have a contest to who the person, whoever we see in person <laughs> who has the best whole church merch, they win $1,000. That's limited time offer only, though. You know, just yeah. in case we get big one day. Then yeah. you actually see them. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, yeah, I'm actually, if you're watching the video, I'm wearing one of the shirts from our other podcast, This Might Geekology. Uh, it's made from the same people. These shirts are super comfortable. I love them. Just wearing them, some sweatpants, real cozy right now. Anyway, that's not what we're here. We're not the whole cozy podcast. We're here uh, to do great spiritual practices of unity, uh, like my personal favorite spiritual practice of silliness. And today, the same question we're going to be asking everybody this series. We're going to ask everyone, and we're going to answer it first on our intro. TJ, what is the silliest argument you ever remember having? You want me to go first? I can go first. Mine's a whole set of arguments. Uh, I'm cheating. The whole set of arguments is uh, we played this game called Killer Bunnies and the Quest of the Magical Carrot. Uh, some of the cards have really specific rules and stuff. And pretty often, TJ and I or me and some other people will, if we're playing this game, have to bust out the rule book and have really detailed arguments about it. On more than one occasion, it's got to heat it enough. The thing with this game, though, is once it gets heated enough, I think at a certain point, you're forced to realize how angry you are about a game about bunnies and it just becomes funny again. Yeah. 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 What's yours? For three weeks in high school, some friends of mine (laughs) and I, we talked about uh, the conversion rate between horsepower and duck power. That is fantastic. I love that debate. (laughs) It was horrible. Yeah, that's amazing. (laughs) Um, I was every day for so long. The one my parents will never let me live down is um, both both of our us are friends and I think he's a patron, maybe. Anyway, Israel Eiler was on a road trip with me and my family to Kentucky, or a lot of my family is. It's like an eight hour drive. We spent at least six hours of that debating whether or not nothing can exist. I wouldn't quite label that as silly. I think it's an important thing. I still maintain, Izzy, if you're listening, if you're using the word exist, it's no longer nothing. That's true. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. There is nothing. <laughs> yeah, so there is nothing. Our contra- you can't say it exists. Okay, anyway. In our Controversial Unity series, uh, we will put every guest in what we're going to call the hot seat. We're going to run through as many of the following questions. Uh, some of them are theological, some of them are pop culture. As we can in five minutes, I choose them in a random order. If we get through them all, great. Seems unlikely. Uh, but we're just trying to find the hottest takes or most controversial opinions. At the end of this series, we're going to do a concluding episode where Josh and I will answer any of these that we don't get to today. So, yeah. You ready? I suppose we're both answering each question you picked today, right? Uh, yeah, I guess. All right. Let's do it. Is Jesus more important than the Bible? Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Mm-hmm. Rank the Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland from best to worst. In my personal opinion, uh, Tom Holland, Andrew Garfield, and then Tobey Maguire would be last. Um, my defense of this is just purely, I, I grew up with a certain version of the comic book Spider-Man that really emphasized his sarcasm. So that being de-emphasized kind of in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Mans was disappointing for me. And Andrew Garfield was always just too cool to be Peter Parker. So I just yeah. really like Tom Holland. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go Toby, Tom, Andrew. Hmm. hmm, that's fair. 
Yeah. I, I love Seeing the, old I Toby love was Toby cool. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. So what is the best music? I like sad music. It almost seems like I, I care less about the genre and more that it's... I'm really excited for Taylor Swift's Tortured Poet Society, personally. Sad is good. As long as it's not just, you know, empty words. All right. What I mean? think it's Christmas in Dixie by Alabama. <laughs> so, uh, do you like the movie Titanic? Absolutely not. Uh, I think it's terrible writing, historically inaccurate, and it's just emotional mush. I don't like it. Wow. It's not for me. That's all incorrect. Strong opinion. <laughs> okay. You So you do like it. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's in my like bottom five for me. It's also pretty accurate. Seen. Okay. Anyway, moving on. So how important is the truth to you? <laughs> uh, I'd say fairly important, but it's not the most important. Mm, is it more important than love? Absolutely not. Um, because uh, love and truth are kind of parts of the same thing. And the whole episode we did, Jared Bias, I, I'm on, I'm in I'm right there with him. I think truth is a good tool to help us achieve better love. But uh, ultimate love is the end goal. Truth is just a way to get there. What would you say? No, I agree. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have a least favorite Bible verse? No, but I don't like the in the middle of Leviticus. There's just a story where a family gets stoned and it just bugs me. It's like we're in a bunch of rules and all of a sudden, boom, here's some narrative. Just don't like the genre choice there. It just seems weird. I don't. You? Yeah, okay. I thought you were going to pick the verse we used last time that was really long about the uh, that, music and the drapes. <laughs> that pretty quickly climbed onto the list of verses I don't need to hear. <laughs> but not necessarily least favorite. Fair. Yeah. So what is one thing that you thought you'd never like that you later have come to enjoy? Oh, man. Superman. I always hated Superman growing up. And I've gotten kind of mid about him. And then all of a sudden, uh, this newest comic series just finished up. And we'll be talking about it on our other podcast soon. Superman Lost. Uh, it's just Space Odyssey. It's awesome. So I, I've actually come to really love Superman. I always yeah. hated him growing up. Sweet. What about you? Uh, PC gaming. Fair. That That is harder for me. I want to try it. but Yeah, I was always against it. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, I get that. So good. So what's one that. movie, book, or song that you love that no one else does? <sighs> I want to say The Last Jedi, but other people do love that. Um, I don't think I don't think there's that many people who get as excited about um, Kingdom of Heaven as me. No. It's easier for me to do this the other way around. There's a lot of stuff other people love that I just don't like. Yeah might make me a negative person yeah well i'm gonna i know this says movie book or song but i'm gonna say video game all right fair yeah dark souls 2 i love dark souls 2 most dark souls fans hate it it does have some truthers but it's my favorite (laughs) fair so what's something that everyone loves that you don't care for ah that one's a lot easier a lot of people seem to love the hunger games i despise them i've never read the books so i just have to put that caveat there it's possible i will like the books but uh I've had to see several of the movies. They're just painful for me to watch. I just don't, I don't get mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. What about you? Uh, I don't know. So we have the opposite problem. You're, you're positive and I'm negative. Is this yeah. a, the yin yang moment? Yeah. I don't, I'm going to flash think... the symbol up on the screen. Okay. <laughs> I don't think there is one for me. That's good. That's a good thing. I think. So uh, I'm pretty sure there's only one question left. Oh, let's just do it. 
Uh, what is one theological doctrine you've changed your mind about? Uh, there's a lot here. Um, just that's why it says one. Yeah, I'm trying to think of one that's that's easy. <laughs> that's easy to run through quickly. Do you have one while I'm thinking? Nope. Oh, uh, man. Um, I'm gonna go with tradition. Tradition's something I, I've changed my mind about. I feel like. Um, I growing up Pentecostal, especially, was always like anti-tradition. This is the worst thing, you know. Bible's the only authority. All that. Um, there's a lot of doctrines wrapped up there that I've changed my mind about. That's led to this, but uh, over time, I realized without tradition, a lot of our beliefs about the Bible don't actually make sense. Like it's hard to just pull certain things from the Bible about like baptism or any number of other sacraments if you don't have that tradition to help you interpret the Bible. So. I've come to really, even though I don't think of it as authoritative, I've come to respect it and value it a lot more. Mm-hmm. All right. Wait, what was so, yours? I didn't have one. You've just never changed your mind about anything? Uh, I don't like the phrasing here. Uh, <laughs> not, okay. It's not that. It's that I don't remember. Uh, yeah. There's. I feel like, yeah, because there's a lot of times where it's stuff that I like, I never really had a stance. I just assumed everybody else's stance made sense. And then later you look into it, you're like, oh, actually, maybe it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So it doesn't really feel like I changed your mind at that point. Yeah. So I did lie last time, and there is one more. Oh, you want to do it? Or save it till next time? So what's one hot take you have about a cartoon we may have grown up with? Oh. <laughs> uh, Ed, Ed, and Eddie is overrated. It's not a hot take. It was good, but it was not as good as everybody thought it, thought it was. I don't know if that counts. I feel like it does. Every, a lot of people nothing. love Ed, Ed, and Eddie. I'm just like, eh, no. Yeah, it just it's overrated. It's dumb. There's no take there. What do you mean? The take is that it's not that good. That's the take. Okay. It's not that good. Because something can it's, be overrated and still at its be best, really good. The absolute best episodes of Ed, Ed, and Eddie were mid. That's, yeah, that's a hot take. You should have just said okay. you don't like it. I mean, I don't hate it. If someone turns Ed, Ed, and Eddie on, I'm still going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. a lot more reluctantly than like if SpongeBob or something was on Cat Dog. Mm-hmm. What about you? Hmm. 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 I don't know. Okay, that's fair. No, I do know. So I, oh, okay. I really think Total Drama Island should have been no more than two seasons. Ooh, interesting. I didn't watch that till later in life. I forget. We grew up at very different times. So for me, I was too old when that came out. And then later, you made me watch it. I was like, actually, it's pretty good. It is pretty good. First two seasons. <laughs> All right. Well, then. Uh, also, I like some newer SpongeBob. Okay, let's go. <laughs> That's a bad What's, uh, what's, what's that? a nice question? Yeah, I guess. Anyway, um, I was going to read off the wrong outline. That would have been controversial, telling everybody what's happening next before they're ready. So we're going to be asking all of our guests uh, what they believe about some of these different issues, why they think these issues matters, and then we're going to try and get them to play devil's advocate a little bit, to argue the other side of what they believe. So we're going to kind of be playing around not just one side of everything, but kind of looking at these issues from multiple perspectives and seeing why does it matter if we disagree, Where what are our beliefs, and then also kind of is it possible to have unity when we do disagree about these controversial topics? Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list out these, and then we're just going to kind of give some of our own stances on them as well before we get into it and you hear all of our other guests throughout the series. If you just want to know what we believe before you hear our guests' perspective, now is the time. Here it is. So first, I'm going to list them out. We're going to talk about biblical inerrancy with Pete Enns. 
Then we're going to discuss the canon of scripture with Father Jonathan Resmini. Um, and then we're going to talk about eschatology, the end times, with Christian Ashley and Brandon Knight. We're going to go over some atonement theories with none other than Trip Fuller. Um, we'll talk about the Baptist and Eucharist and other sacraments with Professor Chris Moreland and Reverend Kino Kennedy. Then we'll be discussing politics from the pulpit with Andrew Fouts and Joe Day. Uh, then we will have Trimper Longman III back on to discuss uh, stances uh, uh, for or against LGBTQ plus issues. And we're going to wrap up the series with Tom Orr. Dr. Tom Orr will be back talking about uh, the different perspectives on spiritual gifts, whether they continued or have uh, ceased. Yeah. Love so, that guy. Yeah. Yeah. All TJs are great. Anyway, um, <laughs> I just like that it's Thomas J. Ord. Like, it just couldn't get better for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We might anyway, have the same middle name. Just J. <laughs> no, it's Tiberius one. We all know. Um, biblical inerrancy. TJ, where you stand on it? Uh, where do you stand on inerrancy? Define the word. Wait, what do you mean? What did you say? D- that depends on what you mean by inerrancy. Uh, without error. Yeah. Is the Bible without error? I think so. Well, hmm. no. I think it's infallible. Ah, it does not f- fail to get the message that it wants out. Is that mm-hmm. kind of what you're... Okay. Yeah, it's it's a lot more nuanced. You know, a lot of times we make this just, is it without error or do you think that it's all just made up? Neither, right? Um, This is hard. I... I, it feels dishonest for me to continue to use the word inerrancy because there are a lot of places in the Bible where I'm like, yep, nope, that that definitely disagrees with this part over here. There's parts of Job that straight up says parts of Proverbs is wrong, right? Like, and I'm like, I just can't quite get my mind around that kind of stuff. You know, one book of the Gospels tells the temptations of Jesus in a completely different order than the other book. Ah, I think there are errors, but I think they're intentionally there to get a better a more important message across. And I think all of those messages are valuable for instruction and for teaching and for edifying the body of Christ. Yeah. Yeah. See, when you get into controversy, it's like, you don't want to just say yes or no. <laughs> like It feels bad to say yes or no. no. Okay. Canon of scripture. Um, so for those who don't know, the Catholics have a slightly different canon than the Protestants and the Orthodox have a slightly different canon than them. There's been an argument over what book should be in the Bible or not, etc. TJ, what book should be in the Bible? Uh, you want a list? Uh, you know, you just tell me which model you like. Uh, I'm conflicted. I feel like if a, a book was determined at one point to be part of the Bible, it should be in the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Looking at Enoch. <laughs> That's one uh, I, I, that Catholics and most Protestants will disagree with me about. I do think Enoch should be in the book. Um, most of your Protestant Bibles, I, I agree with all of the books that are there. I have some questions about some still, um, even though I love the book of Hebrews, it kind of doesn't meet all of the supposed requirements that we have for books that are supposed to be canonized. So it's kind of like, wait a minute, we don't know who the author is. Why is this included? Um, but there's lots of books we found out later that we were wrong about the author. So, meh. Um, for the most part, I think... Honestly, I just feel like we overemphasize the idea of a canon. Like, I think there's lots of books that are just as spiritually edifying. The Pilgrim's Progress to me is just as important as the book of Hebrews. And um, I know that, you know, maybe that's sacrilegious. The Four Loves by C.S. Lewis. To me, um, it's done a lot more in my life and been a lot more impactful than the book of Deuteronomy, per se. So I think we overemphasize the idea of canon. 
But at the same time, I do like the Protestant canon, plus a few books like Enoch, um, you know, the Bell and the Dragon, a few other things. I'm like, yeah, those might should be included. Bell and the Dragon, I'm a little more iffy on, but a very soft view of the canon, I guess is what I'd say. Yeah. 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 I have some blurry lines around it. Eschatology, end times. DJ, what do you think about the end? <laughs> Are you pre-trib, post-trib, amillennial, pre-millennial? What are we thinking? I'm not. Yeah. Honestly, that's that's where I am. The end times have just mattered so little to me. I, I think a lot of our categories only exist because people aren't reading it right. Um, the point of apocalyptic literature is to look at your own times and see how you're contributing to the end, not to wonder about how the end's actually going to take place. So I just don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I can't stop it, why would I worry about it? Yeah. Uh, if I had to pick one, you know, I do kind of lean a mill. But I just couldn't, I really just couldn't care less. Like, it would be difficult for me to care less about that particular thing. Okay, atonement theories. There's a lot of different theories of atonement. Uh, We'll list them all out on the episode. Um, Most people are probably more familiar with uh, the penal substitution atonement theory, um, which is, you know, just the idea that God was going to punish us and Jesus took our spot. TJ, do you have a stance on atonement theory? Which one do you like or don't like? Not not a super well-fleshed out one. Do you like penal substitution? I, I feel like I used to. Me too. Until I read the, the, I thought it was a very interesting perspective. If God's the one doing the punishment, couldn't he have just not done that? And isn't the idea of like straight up murdering kind of not good? <laughs> and then it's like, but if you say the other part there, I forget what the atonement theory is, but if you give lean into the idea that, Oh, the enemy is the one punishing. It's, you know, coming from that side because we gave in to sin. Well, then you're giving the enemy just so much power as God. And it's like, oh, that that kind of sounds nasty, too. I don't like that either. Um, So I, I kind of I forget the name of it, but I like ones that are more um, the, the embodied atonement that when Jesus was here, he embodied righteousness and that we, too, can embody that and his presence. And that's kind of why I lean more towards universalism and think that everyone in the end will be saved because I don't think it's just. You know, Jesus took punishment for us necessarily. I think it's more that he embodied what perfect love looks like so that we too can embody that. But we'll get more detailed and nuanced and all that with Trip Fuller because he's smarter than us about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're both comfortable saying Trip's smarter than us. Um, baptism, the Eucharist, other sacraments. What are you thinking? What should I, be the sacraments? I love the sacraments. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Um even though I'm a Luther, a Lutheran now, almost officially, I still kind of like full full immersion baptism, Savior baptism, more yeah. than the sprinkle. Yeah, I like I like I like the sacraments. Yeah, yeah. I'm not against sprinkle or full immersion though. I like the sacraments. Yeah, I like the sacraments. Um, if I had to label things as sacraments specifically, I probably would still only do Baptist Eucharist. And um, I'm weird. TJ's convinced me foot washing should also count. So, but. There aren't any of the sacraments that I'm against. I just might not use the word sacrament, but that's more of a, a etymological argument, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Politics from the pulpit. DJ, what do you think about politics coming from Man, the pulpit? I hate politics <laughs> from the pulpit. I I think it is important for our shepherds and ministers to speak into uh, modern issues and what's actually going on in our world. I despise when 
preachers who were supposed to be shepherding people and helping us along get up and just pick a side and make everything very binary and these guys are bad guys and kind of do that labeling thing because I think that's yeah. uh, further from the heart of God than it is it, closer. It just it seems like you're trying to create an echo chamber for yourself. Yeah, yeah, and that's bad. All right, LGBTQ plus issues. TJ, where do you fall on LGBTQ plus? I don't even know what that question means. <laughs> What do you mean? Are you affirming of same-sex relations? Do you think uh, transgenderism exists? Do you yeah. support queer community? Yeah. Yeah, to all the, like what? What do you mean? Yes, to all of <laughs> them. You mean just yeah? Okay. Um. Yeah. I I am supportive of same-sex marriage. I do think the the Bible is against it. Um. And that's one of those where I think actually I believe more that the Bible's taking a certain trajectory. And showing us what freedom looks like. And I think if the we let the word continue, I think it would uh, have grown past that. So I am supportive of it. Um, I have some biblical arguments for it, and I know the ones against it. Um, I think there are good arguments on both sides still. Um, transgenderism, yeah, of course it exists. That's just a biological phenomenon that we can study and look at and point to and go, hey, here's how it happens. So, yeah, let's be supportive of people that, you know, need help and help them and be there and create safe communities for them. Which is uh, all that's just kind of right up in the queer thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Spiritual gifts. Do they continue? Have they ceased? Uh, I believe they continue. Yes. Um, I'm very biased here. I have spoken in tongues. I have seen people healed of broken arms and stuff in front of me. So it's like, of course, I'm going to say they continued. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We grew up Pentecostal. This question's not fair to us. <laughs> yeah. Big spiritual gifts guy. Oh, yeah. Same here. Yeah. We will now spend the next 20 minutes speaking in tongues. <laughs> For no one. Very biblically. Uh, so we'll also be asking everyone to make their best argument for the other side of their belief as an act of respect and as an olive branch to those on the other side. Uh, we understand, we hope to understand better uh, those we don't agree with so that a better and more full unity might be realized in the church. Uh, so... Today, I'll pick one of the topics we just went over for each of us to argue against ourselves on. Are you going to pick one topic for each of us, or are you going to pick one and we're both going to do the uh, argument? We're, we're both going to... No, actually. You're going to argue against politics from the pulpit. I'm going to hmm. do eschatology. Hmm. Okay. You want me to go first? Yeah. I think the argument against it would be, even if you're not choosing a certain side or anything... Simply by talking about the issues, you make clear that you value one side over the other and create polarization that uh, could lead to disunity. That, that is not my, yeah. the other side of your argument. Is it not? No. It sounds like it is, because my argument is we should speak about these things, even without picking a side, because... Um, even if it is somewhat polarizing, I think shepherds are required to speak life into hmm. the current modern day issues. Okay. I don't know. It's hard when you when you kind of take a middle ground on everything. Yeah. Me and my my darned <laughs> extreme modernist positions. Radical centrism. <laughs> okay. You picked eschatology? Yeah. You're going to argue to care about eschatology? Yeah, I think it's extremely important to know what the world might look like at the end and to form your stance on it. Because if you don't know how you're going to end, how can you live gracefully? Why don't you actually buy into that argument? That was somewhat convincing. Yeah, I made that up. Yeah, but why, why don't you believe that? Because I'm it's not convincing enough for me. <laughs> All right. 
fair enough. All right. Well, guys, I, I hope that's a good um, appetizer, you know, kind of get your hungry for the rest of the series. But now um, you guys know we always ask our guest if they can provide a single tangible action to help engineer unity in the church. During this series, we're going to be asking what practical actions we can take to better understand those we disagree about when it comes to these specific topics. So, TJ, what what action do you think? Like when it comes to people disagreeing with us, how do we understand people better? Well, I think you just generally during a disagreement, it, it helps a lot to get them to explain why they have their stance. I always do that and it always yeah. helps. That's true. Yeah. Um, I actually do like, obviously, I, I write some of the outlines, so I am biased towards our own things. I, I like the idea of trying to make yourself come up with an argument for the other side, because I think that sometimes allows you some insight. Um, my other thing would be look up radio host podcasts, you know, whatever that are on that side, because usually that's where you hear kind of more of the emotional beat of why there is that passion there and what is they're afraid of what are they excited about and uh, i think that helps you understand the other side a little bit better as well yeah keep your mind yeah. those echo chambers too so uh, mm-hmm. what would we see change in the world around us if everyone started doing those things mm, i feel like we would see less polarization which i think necessarily in our country in america would lead to less violence not just in church just in general and uh, i'm a big fan of less violence so i agree i think that's a good thing yeah you're just saying agree. you agree because that's a that's like your cop out to not have to answer the question. No, that's just what I think would happen. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Fair so, enough. Our God moment. Uh, before we wrap up, we'd just like to ask everyone to share a moment that they saw God in recently, whether that be a blessing, a challenge, moment of worship, curse, whatever it is. Uh, Josh, do you have a God moment for us this week? Yeah. Um, a somewhat controversial one. I. It's all part of the Grammys. Not much of it because I don't care about it at all. Um, and in my ignorance, I, I had a bad reaction to something. Um, Luke Combs pulled on. Why can't I think the, the, the Tracy artist Chapman. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. To, to do Fast Car. And my immediate reaction is, uh, I wish it was just her. I like the original version better. It's fake country garbage. Uh, I'm aggravated, blah, whatever. Because I don't want to hear a country version of that song. I just like that song. As it was originally, you know, yeah, whatever. I didn't know a lot of the history. I didn't know anything about Tracy Jackman. I even thought the song was sung by a dude until recently. (laughs) Like, I'm very ignorant when it comes to it. I just like the song, you know. Um, But I I was listening to another podcast, um, which is like the politic version of what we do, I think. Uh, It's called Left, Right and Center. And it's just they bring on someone from the left, someone from the right. And supposedly the guy moderating is supposed to kind of be the centrist guy. And they kind of just talked about how... In this moment, you see Luke Combs and a lot of people who you usually associate with that, like, right, the very rural, all this stuff in the country music coming together with people who are supporting this someone who is, you know, um, homosexual, all this other stuff. And, and usually the gay community isn't very well accepted from the country music community, that kind of stuff. And you see everybody coming together and just appreciating this song and relating to it from different, you know, paths of life. But they're still relating to the same words, the same message and just coming together. And I was like, man. Even if I don't like his country twang in that song, that was a beautiful moment. And I, I missed it because I didn't understand the context. So I was challenged. TJ. Yeah. Uh, man. The 49ers won the suit. They didn't. <laughs> uh, they should have. Yeah, they should have. That was that was disappointing. But uh, my mom broke her foot. Oh. She's doing okay. Okay, that's good. She got a little sandal. 
Uh-huh. Instead of like a full boot when you break your leg. Apparently they have a sandal version of that that just keeps your foot safe, which yeah. is amazing. And she's doing okay. Well, that that's good. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Please consider sharing this with a friend. An enemy. Share with a cousin. Uh, come hang out with us on our Discord server in the show notes. Uh, give it a shot. It's fun to talk to us sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Not always, but sometimes. Uh, you know, we're not being so gosh darn controversial. <laughs> I'm just going to make fun of this series the whole time we're doing this series. I don't know why. Just funny to me. I like the idea. Anyway, check out uh, other shows that are in our network, like, um, you know, My Seminary Life by Brandon Knight or Let Nothing Move You, Christian Ashley, The Homily, Will Rose, all kinds of other stuff. We're both on Systematic Ecology, you know, faith and fandom kind of stuff. It's a good time. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. Next week, we'll be interviewing Pete Enns on how to disagree about biblical inerrancy. And then we'll be interviewing Father Jonathan and Will Rose. Uh, actually, not that won't be able to join us on yeah, that episode. Yeah. Uh, he can't. But and he'll be there in spirit. He'll so be it'll missed. be us and yeah. Father Jonathan Rasmini about how to disagree on the biblical canon. And after that, we'll be interviewing Christian Ashley and Brandon Knight about how to disagree well on end-time beliefs. And at the end of season one, we'll be interviewing Francis Chan. Yeah, he doesn't know that, though. He's unaware. But you guys let him know and then tell us what controversial topic we should have him on for. Yeah. It won't be part of the series. We just want him to talk about controversy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Whole Church Podcast. Again, you could always sponsor our show at patreon.com forward slash the Whole Church Podcast or on captivate.fm or on Apple Podcasts. You can also leave us a one-time tip through Captivate. Thank you for listening.